Ah, friends, it's Fort Worth Camera Radio. We've missed you. It's been a while, but we're here back once again. It is December 2019. We are entering 2020, the, I dare say, the golden age of Fort Worth Camera. We have so much to look forward to in 2020, namely the 6th Annual Fort Worth Photo Fest, which is May 1st or the 9th. You can visit more and learn more at fortworthphotofest.com. That's photo with an F and fest with an F. And during that photo fest, you'll be able to meet all of the Fort Worth camera ambassadors, including the one we're going to speak to today. And uh, we are here with Sissy Wilson. How are you? I am fine. How are you? Doing good. Thanks for joining us on our um, our much delayed podcast, but... Nonetheless, uh, we're going to hit it hard, and we're going to have a new season, and you are the beginning of our new season of Fort Worth Camera Radio. I'm and, excited. Yeah, me too, and I'm excited <laughs> to have you on board with the Ambassador Program, because even though we've grown year over year, we're very proud of adding new talent, talent, mind you, and, um, and in, in your case, you are a retired, uh, not a politician, no. Is it a statesman? I am a statesman. Statesman, not statesperson. It is statesman. I, you know, I always tell them to leave the woes out of it. Okay. <laughs> um, but, journalist yes. and musician. Tell me more about your music before we get into your uh, photography talents. Oh, you know, music has always been part of my life. Yeah. It, it's until photography, music was my passion. And now I've got two that clashed. Uh, oh. Have a great, you cannot take a photograph and play a ukulele at the same time. Oh, but, you, uh, you, you try to though. I try, I try. Ukulele. Ukulele. And How did that band. one get picked up? Oh, well now, interesting. I have, uh, there is a theater in Grand Lake, Colorado that um, I, Bob and I, my husband and I support. Oh. And every year we have a uh, gathering at our family cabin with the kids that uh, come in from all over the country. And that special summer, four of them were playing the ukulele. And I said to my husband, I want one. I want to learn how to play the ukulele. I played one and uh, played a, a guitar in college. Okay. And uh, he wasn't sure that I was totally committed. So he bought me like a $13 ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> and YouTube taught me. Hooray, YouTube. Hooray, YouTube, yes. And now I play the ukulele, the banjolele, and I have played the spoons in and the banjolele in Lukenbach, Texas, in the Picker Circle at, by invitation, and on the streets of Trinidad with a street band. And uh, I take my spoons everywhere. Oh, that's a lot to talk about in our 20-minute podcast, yeah. however. <laughs> I told you it was my fashion. Okay. But, but it of course, now has competition. Okay, but of course, we are talking about photography here. Hopefully, that is your primary passion, which is why we it brought is. you on to our uh, ambassador group. Now, let me ask a very trite and cliche question. How did you get started in photography, and when did you get started in photography? Okay. In my family, I would be the very last one that someone would say is going to pick a camera up. Okay. Because I was scared to death of them. Why? It requires numbers. I F-stop. I would freeze when someone said, you've got to pick an F-stop out. And shutter speed. I stuttered at the thought. And, um, but in 1991, I came down 
with, well, I, over a seven day period, became partially paralyzed from the neck down. And what lost, happened? Um, at that point, they weren't sure, but by the end of three weeks in the hospital, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I see. So I went from an athlete riding horses competitively, water skiing competitively, playing tennis, to one who could no longer do that. And my family knew better than I that, that um, I had an artistic eye, one that I'd never really pursued much, except in my design, uh, interior design. And my husband and I just fought kicking and screaming. And uh-huh. I, I, I have a collection of more easy cameras I was scared to death of a DSLR. I Easy cameras meaning... So, point, okay. Yes, yes. I got it. And, uh, you know, I thought P on a camera was professional. You know, and I wanted to stay away from him. Got it. Manual scared me to death. Sure, you're not alone. No. So my husband arranged for a week-long total immersion program about six years ago in um, Fredericksburg with Rocky Mountain School of Photography. Mm. And the first day I cried. It was to be for <laughs> beginners. And there was a beginner in the class. Yeah? Me. Oh. The other ones were far more advanced. So the class was, you know, it, it was uh, altered in the mission of the, the uh, end result. And they dealt more with, the, and rightfully so, those that had more experience. So the first day after two hours in the classroom, I was in tears. And the famous line that week was, and then there's Sissy. Oh. Yeah. Um, but actually that was the best thing that ever happened to me because I said, I'm going to show that instructor that I can do this. Well, of course, since then you went on to take workshops and study with some pretty big names that you told me about Peter Hurley. That was fascinating. Yeah. Yes. Just finished about four weeks ago, an intensive, um, headshot workshop with Peter. I met him in St. Louis when he picked me out of a crowd of a thousand to Uh. be his model on stage. I had never heard the word squinch. 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 I thought, uh, this man means squint. (laughs) It was fascinating. And at that point, I'm a, a landscape fine art photographer. Yeah. And people scared me to, to take a photo of a person. You have to direct and you, you have to have a dialogue, and you, you need to know what you want and know what you're seeing and uh, be very astute in assessing best side. And, and you know, that's interesting, something you just said, and I want to kind of take a moment to address that photography truly is about communication. Yes. And either what you are communicating to your viewer or, in the case you just mentioned, communicating to your subject – Two very different types of communication, but communication nonetheless. And the other thing you've said, which I really find interesting, is you actually defined yourself. You defined yourself as a fine art landscape photographer. Man, I don't see anything wrong with that. And and I guess that's a lesson we want to, because ultimately these discussions are about education. You may as well just actually give yourself a, a title or a definition of what you're shooting, because, man, that's only going to help you improve. In- I am this. Well, if you are this, you may as well be that. And you may as well just start modeling everything you do. And that's what I'm not really sure about. I mean, you, you, you nailed it. 
you know, when you said I'm a, a Jill of all trades, because I'm dabbling <laughs> in everything That's in okay. photography. I began as landscape and sun, sunrises from the end of the dock in Colorado every morning in civil twilight. I'd go down and wait for the sun to come up, the sky to begin to change and would photograph and i they're documented for i did that before um i really got serious and started studying so i have about nine years maybe eight years from the end of the dock every morning in the summer um but i would love to do street photography i love the um workshop that y'all offered uh, out in weatherford when we photograph oh, the beautiful horses that was a great day oh. that stands out in my mind as a life event oh that was and that was just... with our other uh one of our other ambassadors miss constance yegi man that was a great day that was fascinating to see them in the field and then to see them in her studio oh. and to to focus on a horse not in whole but the muscles and how they you know at reflect by light and it it was it was something that made me think now this may be something that i could join together with with people and do people and their horses uh, uh we are proud to be mentioned in such fine names uh, the fort worth photo fest along with peter hurley but give me some uh drop some other names of uh, um i did uh Randy Kerr was in Austin was fascinating. Mm -hmm. His is all about light. He spent years in a tent just studying light. Um, I still don't get it, but I didn't expect to get it in a day. Right. Um, we went down to a, a sculpture garden in Austin. Wish I could remember the name, but if you've ever been to Love Field mm -hmm. and you've seen the sculpture mm. uh, as you drive in yeah. of the winged yep. gentleman, that sculpt that sculpture belonged to the the artist in um, austin and this garden of his home is filled with his bronzes so that's where we studied and it was it was a fascinating workshop um, also rick salmon we did um fossil rim got to stay overnight which is an amazing experience yeah. you hear noises at night when you're staying in one of those tents that you've never heard before, unless you've been to Africa. <clears throat> and um, because he's done that so many years, we were allowed to wake up early in the morning and go shoot the cheetahs before they were fed. And they were very attentive. And we got to get up as close as possible as they allow you to do. So I've got some... Very regal cheetah. Photo. Regal cheetahs. Regal cheetahs. And then I got some really <laughs> angry ones, too, that are going, feed me. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, it's funny. Um, Whenever we have these discussions, it it's inevitable that whomever the guest is that is with me, like in the case of Ted Forbes, we talked a lot about music because he's a musician as well, and so am I, and so are you. But there's a lot of things, a lot of you know, hobbies or other passions that really feed into each other. Do you find that the case as well? You know, I think that if, uh, yes, in a um, convoluted way for sure. me, though, uh, it's, it's all 
part of the artistic nature, I think, as well. We have an appreciation for you know, composition. Music, you've got composition. Of course. Photography, composition. But it also, there's great joy in... in um, okay. I was, I was hoping you would say that because I have another question. Okay. Yeah. How much joy has photography actually brought you after your, your news of your diagnosis? Oh. It's, how has it actually ignited I your passion for other things? My mother always taught me that you have to go through the darkness of a storm to enjoy a rainbow. And if I had not come down with MS, and I, I, I would, when I was in city politics, I was tell, told never to say never. So I will not say that. But I'd be hard-pressed to think that I would have taken that camera up. And I discovered my gift. Photography and the ability to capture, to see something and capture it, and pass that on to the viewer is a gift that brings me enormous joy. And my husband taught me, and I don't know if it's Buddha, Confucius, it's Bob Wilson. And this is Sissy Wilson paraphrasing husband Bob. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Happiness and joy is a matter of a few steps. And one is you have a dream. This is good. I'm getting goosebumps right now. The second one is you go after the dream. Yeah. The third is you accomplish it. But the most important of all of those steps is the fourth one. And that's what brings you joy and happiness. And that is you share it. Yeah. And so I I share mine. And I, I absolutely love that interaction with people because in journalism... It would take a thousand words to say what one photograph can say to a person. And the way one viewer sees it is totally different from another. And they all see their own story in it. And, um, you know, that's, that's a wonderful gift to give people. And that ability to um, share. They may not take photographs. They may not be artistic. But they are if they have an eye in viewing them and see a story. And every photo has a story. Where can someone see your images, say, on Instagram? Oh, Sis Fry Wilson. Okay, one more time. Sissy? C-I-S, F as in Frank, Uh R-Y, which is my maiden name, Wilson. Sis Fry Wilson. Sis Fry Wilson. Your images are really, really, really good. And I hope people Thank that are you. listening will go and view them on Instagram because um, I'm proud of the fact that a lot of them were actually shot with us yes. at the air show, uh, photo fest events. I love the air show. Yeah, me too. Um, oh. But your images came, I, I first saw them two years ago, probably around the time I first met you at the air show. That maybe three years ago. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, well, that's okay. Time flies it when does. you're having a good time. That's right. And um, I dare say, without getting too Doctor Phil on you, that the you can really see the joy that you have for photography in the images themselves. Not that, that in itself. Wow. Is is your your sharing of your, and your that, yeah, I mean, that brings me enormous joy. Well, it's true. 
It, it, it well, is the truth. You. Yeah, thank no, you. Hey, don't don't uh, ask me. It's the truth. <laughs> you can talk to anyone around these parts. <laughs> You're gonna make me snort. <laughs> no, that's not snorting. We are a snort friendly podcast. <laughs> it's a ruffle. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Now you were the. Uh, tell me about your political title in a town near here. Oh. Now that, that was something interesting. You know, moving to Granbury was one of those things that was not predestined. Mm. We, we, Bob had been offered a job. Yeah. But he couldn't get out of his contract with Parkland at the Barrio. He was medical director for a year. Mm. So we snuck down there close to the end of that contract to check Granbury out. My parents stayed in Dallas and watched the kids. We get to Granbury. We love it. We always wanted to restore an old home. <clears throat> We're leaving the square area, and I see a big sign outside a house. And I go, oh, let's go. I think it's an antique store. It's a for sale sign. Mm. 1980. We go home having purchased a 1904 Queen Anne Victorian house. When all we were doing was scoping the town out. No job. Still have a house in Dallas. Best move we ever did. We never Great. would have done it as responsible adults. So, Granberry taught me I could be anything I was willing to try. Okay. And in 1985, um, a council person who was a good friend approached me and said, would you run for council? And I thought, not me? No way. And he said, no. You know, I, you, I was going to council meetings all the time with all the nonprofits that I was on the boards of, asking them, the council, for support he said you can be far more effective if you sit in one of those chairs up on council and i went okay best experience in my life whether i won or not uh, you know walking knocking on doors getting to know the citizens of granbury you're fully capable of understanding the needs of a community when you really do that and i ran against two other people and i won you know, it was like chasing a car, and now what do I got it? What do I do with it? <laughs> that was 15 years. I um, went on to be the first mayor pro tem, woman mayor pro tem, and that meant when the mayor left town, I ran the city. <laughs> Scared them to death. <laughs> what are we going to do? And I told them, I bet you tomorrow those lights are still on and the water's running. And they said, I don't know about this. Now, they, they were running. Uh, it was quite an honor. I um, loved every minute of it. Just to say that may not be fully true. There were tough times. It was tough being a woman in a small town in politics, especially when you're not a politician. <laughs> yeah. But of course, again, that comes back to sharing passion, Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I took it as raising a child. You know, it was just like being a mother i mean you used common sense and you you based your decision on what's best for the community not for yourself not for the next election not for what a certain person wanted and it worked for me because 15 years is a long time to serve um and i only had an opponent one more time so it um it was an experience that helped me grow as a person and um, thoroughly enjoy the family that grew out of that. 
I still see them to this day. When I see a truck that says City of Granbury, I'm going, I love it. Yeah. Of course, uh, um, you're a local gal. You uh, grew up in Wichita Falls. Wichita Falls. Went to Dallas, <clears throat> Granbury. But of course, now I've got a final question here for you. Yes. Sissy Wilson. Yes, sir. You ready for it? I'm ready, sir. Okay. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? Fort Worth never leaves my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> in 1972, when I married my husband, he was going to medical school here in Fort Worth. Just up the street, right? Just up the street. We have returned to the very neighborhood that we spent the first years of our married life. Very neighborhood? Very neighborhood. I, we lived three streets over. Yeah? And um, he was right up the street on Montgomery and Camp Bowie. And I worked just down the street at Grimes Design Studio. <laughs> and which is now Fort Worth Arts or something. Yeah. And every time I pass it, and now y'all are here. So it's what goes around, comes around, and I am back in a neighborhood that, you know, the greatest adventure of my life began here in Fort Worth, married to my husband. And um, I drive down, the, every once in a while, I'll just go back to Dexter and drive up that street, and there's our little townhouse. And, uh, yeah, it, um, for, we, I loved it. We used to go to back to Dallas to visit friends and there was a funny place very close to SMU that had a band mm -hmm. that sang a song about Fort Worth. And all I can remember is singing Fort Worth, I love you. And it's true. No, no, we were the only crew in that bar in Dallas that lived in Fort Worth. So. My husband sort of had to hold me down in my chair because I was ready to stand on the tabletop and sing, Fort Worth, I love you. <laughs> Sissy, thanks for joining us. Thank you. This is the greatest honor in the world to have been invited to be a Fort Worth ambassador for someone who never thought she would be a photographer. And now I is one. <laughs> you know, and I love every minute of it. Thanks. Thank you, Mackenzie. This has been a presentation of Fort Worth Camera at 1600 Montgomery Street in the Cultural District of Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Mackenzie Hughes. Our engineer is Greg Woods. For more information about Fort Worth Camera, visit fortworthcamera.com. And for more information on the Fort Worth Photo Fest, please visit fortworthphotofest.com.